Hello everyone. Oh my lord, the day is here. It's Geraldine's birthday. Just kidding, but it also is Geraldine's birthday. It is the day I officially launched Mad and Mindful. My name is Michelle. Welcome to Mad and Mindful, a podcast series where we get into understanding and discovering what makes us mad in life, what makes us obsessed and driven and motivated to the point it could be unhealthy, but it's not because we're mindful, we're grateful, we're grounded, and we're meditative. And in all of this, we come to understand, if not learn, what our true purpose is in life or purposes, because we may have more than one in our life, and how we can learn from one another. And so I'm so excited to be sharing this with you guys because it has been almost a year in the making. Um, This all came to fruition because for my love and need of connecting with others. And so thank you for taking the time to listen. Let's get right into it. On this first episode, I am going to talk about how obsessed I am with myself. (laughs) Great start, right? Um, So the title can play into however you want to interpret it, but being obsessed with myself relates to my constant learning and journey with self-love and is also the catalyst in me starting Mad and Mindful. So about three years ago, I got out of a six-year relationship and I just, I thought I knew who I was. I thought I knew what I loved and what I was going to do with my life. And it turns out as time progressed, I really didn't. I was recommended to read the book Attached about two or three months after my breakup by my roommate and so I did and I was hooked I was like tabbing almost every single page highlighting and I realized by the very end of it oh my god I'm the toxic one I'm the one that is showing narcissistic tendencies who is avoidant yet also anxious and I just couldn't even bear to think that it was me. I'm very hard on myself too, so naturally it just wasn't coming to me in a show yourself some grace type of way. It was more like, well, I don't know how I could be in a six-year relationship and be loved when I don't even think I can love myself after this. And so that was the start of becoming obsessed with myself. And from there, you know, I really, (laughs) really had to take some time to finally come around to, all right, you can't keep avoiding who you actually are. You really got to work on it. And this all came after we're in the pandemic now. 2020 was actually a great year for me because I got to spend some time with myself. I went on a two-week road trip up and down the East Coast by myself and In hindsight, yes, I was having like an eat, pray, love moment, but I think I was also avoiding this inevitable truth that had just came to light in my eyes. And so when I got back, moved out of my old apartment, moved into a new apartment, and it went from okay to bad to worse within a four-month time span. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm just like, wow, that went from zero to 100. I remember waking up 
and just feeling so miserable and so upset with myself because I'd fallen in such a deep hole of one denial of hurt and also fueling it with alcohol and being in an environment that just wasn't conducive to a positive mindset. And I woke up that morning and I remember it clear as day and I just remember this cannot be my life. Like this cannot be how it goes. And if it ends, this is not how I want it to end because my skin was terrible. I had hair falling out because I was so stressed from work and from the stresses that I was going through. I was meditating, I was journaling, but, and I was like, why is none of this working? And let me say, if any of you who are listening are on your own personal growth journey, you will know, realize, if not understand, and if you've been through a lot of childhood trauma like I have, you've grown up with a narcissistic parent, and you also come from a minority family, you will know that that shit eats hard. It's not like TikTok and Instagram where you are traveling and you're eating and you're meeting new people and you're um, living off of quotes and self-help books. I mean, that is probably 25% of it and the rest of it is hard work. It's ripping yourself apart. It's breaking down. It's, you know, finding yourself at the darkest end of a tunnel and not knowing if you can come back from it because it was just that traumatizing even getting in there in the first place when you didn't even know you were going into there maybe you did or maybe you didn't and so for me that was really hard and I think me becoming obsessed with myself during that time wasn't productive or helpful it was toxic and hurtful Like I said, I was drinking a lot. I wasn't in the greatest environment. I wasn't around people that could help me fully. Not saying that it's anyone's responsibility too. But it definitely wasn't helpful. And I had that realization. And so I thought to myself, I was like, maybe isolation is the way. Maybe if I just cut myself off from work, from people didn't cut out alcohol, which I should have, and that should have been the first part. Maybe I'll have an epiphany. Maybe clarity will come to me, and I won't have to continue spiraling into this deep, dark hole. And let me tell you, I think during someone's growth, isolation is necessary, but in a healthy way. And so that healthy way means you're still putting and consuming healthy foods, you're working out, you're occasionally seeing a friend that is a positive light in your life. And for me, I wasn't doing any of those things. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I got the isolation part down, but I'm not doing it right. And it definitely hurt not only myself, but the people around me that I loved. And it wasn't until I moved out of New York back home to New Hampshire was the chaos starting to settle was I I was no longer feeling it internally and externally as heavy as I was in New York and I will and what I want to say with that is that environment plays such a huge part in how you grow and who you become because 
if you're in an environment where you're always going, people are always going, you're always cognizant of what you wear, you're going out and you have plans every night to the point that your calendar is like filled up to the T. I was obsessed with having a full calendar. Now, just the thought of having multiple things back to back in one day, I get anxious. And I will say there were multiple times during the four years I was living in New York where I could feel being pushed out but I refused. Um, I'm definitely a fighter, and I refused to be that person who only lived in New York for one to two years and couldn't make it. I was like, no, I'm going to make it. And I think I did in certain ways. But now that I'm living in New Hampshire, I have my own apartment. I'm right by the beach. I can go hiking whenever I want. I can see my parents more frequently. I've definitely felt a lot more peace, a lot more calmness, and the ability to just be myself without having to show up in the, oh, I got to be Beyonce, like, 100% of the time, in and out of my apartment. And so that shift with becoming obsessed with myself went from being narcissistic and egocentric to now being calm and mindful and really just letting go that was one thing that I had a hard time with and all of these things that I'm talking about we will certainly be diving deeper into in the upcoming series and episodes but right now I'm just giving you an overview of myself and how Madam Mindful came to fruition and it was because of this awakening because I will say for the first 25 years of my life I was pretty much sleepwalking right um I feel like we've all had that period in our life unless you understood who you were and knew who you were at a very young age I didn't I was very oblivious (laughs) which to me I am actually grateful for because there were a lot of things that kids and teenagers that we focus on like prime example our bodies that I wasn't so concerned about until I was older in hindsight I also see the drawback in being oblivious and not being aware I wasn't cognizant of like the needs of myself my family and the ones that I love the most so that's just an example for you but the whole shift in being obsessed with myself has now comes from a place of being dedicated to myself. I'll share something with you guys. One thing that I learned within the last few years and, how, and came to accept was how kind I am. And if you ask any of my friends, I am actually quite kind to a fault. Um, I think it comes from being raised in a Catholic family. My dad's a deacon. My mom does a lot of service work. So we're always involved in our community and always helping others. And it gives us a sense of purpose. We know we're doing something for others that can benefit them in a positive way. And so for me, I took that a step further because I also have a strong people-pleasing tendency from being raised by a narcissistic parent. And I just remember, I think for a solid year, I was like, I hate that I'm kind. I 
hate that I'm so nice. Like, why can't I just turn it off? And then finally, I was like, you know what? No, y'all needed it. Y'all need a little sprinkle of nice in your life because I'm not one to believe that nice people don't exist in the world, but I can see why people have a hard time, people in general have a hard time believing that nice people and kind people do exist because with the way that the media portrays the news and negativity, it's so, there's just so much of it that it's hard to believe that there's any, there's any good left. And so for me, I was like, you know what? I don't know when it came, but I started just telling myself, I was like, screw it. I love being nice. I love making people happy. And I like being kind. And I like that being like an attribute that people know me for. I'd rather be that than what I used to be, which was reckless, which great time in my life, but also such a bad and toxic time in my life too. And there are quite a few stories I have there, which I am more than happy to share as we get into other subjects throughout Mad and Mindful. Being mad and being mindful, like what I've shared with you guys within the last few minutes, I'm showing you the spectrums, right? Of being so madly obsessed with myself that I hurt myself because I thought I knew, I thought what I was doing was helping me when in hindsight it wasn't I was just guarded and hurt and all these things and then on the other side of it what you have is if you're not balancing out the need and the desire to continuously work on yourself what you're doing is your head becomes high in the sky you can't really you forget about reality because you're so hyper focused on yourself you forget how to play, you forget how to balance other areas in your life, and that in its own, you start to become selfish, and you're no longer actually working on yourself for betterment, you're backsliding in a different way, if that makes sense. So, because I had my heart broken in between that time, because I found myself and now I'm so dedicated in becoming a better person and wanting to live a life that is purposeful and I leave a legacy behind, this is how Mad and Mindful came to life. And I'm so excited to be bringing you guys along for the journey as I meet new people who are open to sharing their stories as I have my own experiences in life that I can't wait to share with you guys too. And with that, please subscribe because the next person, the next episode we have coming up is a good and dear friend of mine who is really just a pioneer, a maverick in their community and has one of the most amazing stories I've have heard when I'm really excited to share with you guys. So thank you again, and we'll catch y'all soon.